Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. He's got his younger brother. It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 293 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, you are back from SummerSlam. I am. I just flew back from Vegas, and boy, are my arms tired. Damn it, don't do that to us. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Dude, I'm a dad. I got dad jokes. What can I say? Hold on. 1980s called. Hold on. Let's see what 1980s called and said uh, they want their Air Jordans back. Do they have a USS flag for me? That would be fantastic. Hold on. No. Shit. They said, suck it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know wow. what these papers are. These are like papers from the 1980s. <laughs> I don't know what to say, dude. The 80s are working blue. Wow. <laughs> okay, so, Scott, I have to admit, I've cheated on Bang. Uh, did you go with the Rocks Energy drink? I did not. I'm still looking for those. Uh, the only place I can find them is on Amazon. You got to buy like a case of 12, and I'm like, I just want to sample one. Yeah, don't commit to 12 without trying one first. Exactly. So I actually got rain, and I wanted to test out to see if I got that crash again. I didn't get the crash, but I didn't feel as energized, I guess you could say. I see. But I did get that orange dreamsicle or orange creamsicle, whatever. Oh, dude, that was so good. I see. Okay. Well, I'm glad you didn't get the crash hardcore like I did that one time, but that was probably the bang in your system just being like, don't cheat on me again. I'm going to give you a little bit of a crash, but don't you ever do this to me again. All right, Scott, everybody knows our beginning spiel. They know, you know, where to find our t-shirts and we actually have new designs coming up. Can't wait to unveil those to you guys. Two of them, actually. Two of them. Yes, we do have those coming up. Can't wait to unveil those. That's a little spoiler alert. But Scott, how was SummerSlam? It was a lot of fun. It really was. I don't know how it looked on TV. I haven't gone back and watched it on the uh, Peacock. But I will say I had a blast being back at live wrestling. I've missed it so much. I'm still struggling to get my voice back. Because I did a lot of yelling. I was in full Mark mode, dude. I had so much fun. When Becky's music hit, I was like a little kid. It was, I mean, dude, deafening. It was so loud in there when she came out, when that music hit. It was insane. I, I had a lot of fun. I thought the matches were great. I wasn't really looking forward to a couple of them. But overall, that card was just so much fun. Granted, I haven't been at live wrestling in a few years now. But I had a blast. Even Matt Riddle had a decent match, and I was excited. So that tells you what you need to know. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You pumped the brakes. What do you have against Matt Riddle? Eh, I'm not a big Matt Riddle fan. Are you kidding me? He's like one of the best things going in WWE right now. Like when the uh, the 3D birds fly out of his butthole? Like that part? Those are flip-flops, dude. 
No, no, the graphic that they put on the screen, the birds that are flying. Oh, oh. Not real birds, dude. That would be painful. Some people might find that enjoyable. <laughs> we don't over here. <laughs> it's the beaks, I think, that really cause the discomfort. I love Riddle, dude. I think Riddle is great, dude. I enjoy anytime Riddle's on TV. He's my cup of tea, I guess you could say. Well, and that's the fun part about wrestling, right? Everybody has an opinion, and not everybody is for everyone, right? It, it, that's really the fun, and nobody's wrong. Everybody's correct. Nobody's wrong, because you can't tell somebody their opinion is wrong. You really can't. Well, I mean, maybe, okay, there's some things that you can, but with wrestling... It's so subjective, but everybody at that place had fun being at live wrestling again. The thing that was not fun, however, were all of the registers going down 30 minutes into the show. If even 30 minutes into the show. It was crazy. Dude, literally every register was down. It was a cashless event. Everything was supposed to be card. And I guess what happened is the place that does the card servicing... They had a nationwide outage. And obviously that affected Allegiant. 30 minutes into the show, you can't buy merch. You can't buy nachos. You can't buy a hot dog. You can't buy beer. You can't buy liquor. You can't buy anything. The only thing you do is go take a leak. So what they ended up doing was they ended up uh, handing out free nachos and free water. Oh, okay. Yep. And so they kind of made good with that. But man, that just a horrible timing. Absolutely horrible timing. But that aside, dude, SummerSlam was so much fun. Like I said, the Becky return was incredible. Even though I'm not a big Brock Lesnar guy, his return at the end was a big shock pop moment. The Roman Cena match was great. Like I said, I lost my voice and I'm still, what are we, like four or five days removed from it. I'm still trying to get my voice back fully, but so worth it. So worth it. It was great being amongst the people and... You know, everybody was masked up and doing what they needed to do to, to stay safe and stay healthy. But I missed live wrestling so much, and I'm excited that it's back. I think this past weekend rejuvenated a lot of people. Whether it was Punk's return on Friday, whether it was SummerSlam on Saturday, or whether it was the Walter and Dragunov match from NXT on Sunday. It, I think this kind of rejuvenated a lot of people for wrestling and to get them back into it. I think this weekend was needed, not just for AEW, not just for WWE, but across the board, period. Yeah, it was definitely a strong showing for both sides. Uh, as you mentioned, AEW got Punk back, and that's... Great for AEW. Obviously, that's a huge name. You know, rumors are Daniel Bryan will be there in a couple of weeks. And that's going to be an even bigger boost for them. And, you know, WWE had to answer Friday night's debut of CM Punk with AEW. They had to answer at SummerSlam and brought back Becky and Brock. So you're kind of, they're seeing it. They're seeing AEW kind of nipping at the heels a little bit. You know, they already knocked NXT out. They had to switch nights. And... I think WWE's feeling the heat a little bit. I think they're having to make some moves based on what AEW is doing. And look, we win. As wrestling fans, we don't need to pick a side, although a lot of people do, and that's fine. Again, there's no wrong opinion in wrestling. It's subjective. Everybody's right. Nobody's wrong. If you have to pick a side, fine. Uh, you really don't have to, but if you want to, cool, go ahead. But guess what? All of us that are judging and making opinions and all of these things, we're the winners. 
because WWE traditionally is better when they have competition. And I think AEW, with what do they call it? The Forbidden Door? But apparently, there's some Forbidden Door with like Impact and NJPW and AEW. And so you're seeing this kind of everybody against WWE, right? They're all kind of ganging up. And maybe that was needed. And not only needed for them to get bigger, but needed for WWE to get better. It was funny. A lot of people were so upset about the whole Bianca Belair thing on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to address that, but go ahead. All I could think when she lost in 26 seconds was, I'm glad the internet wasn't around when Ultimate Warrior beat Honky Tonk Man (laughs) at SummerSlam for the IC belt. That's a great comparison. It really is. And it, it even works on another level because it also happened at SummerSlam. My other take was, when Karrion Cross came out on Monday night in his new getup, all I could think was, I'm glad the internet wasn't around when Demolition debuted <laughs> back in 1987. <laughs> oh, look at these Build-A-Bears. <laughs> so the Karrion Cross thing, I'll just touch on that really quick. Did anybody else think Big Boa from the G.I. Joe line? No, no. You know who I thought, dude? Michael Modest from Wrestling's Greatest Secrets. Do you remember the the Greatest Secrets? Remember the Fox show that had Michael Modest, Donovan Morgan, Max Justice? It was an hour-long special. I only remember the the Magic's Secrets that they did. I didn't remember they did a wrestling one. So they did a wrestling one, and a lot of local talent from here, uh, Modest, Donovan, and I believe Max Justice was in it. They were a couple of the guys. Well, when I saw Karrion Cross's mask, I thought of Michael Modest's mask from that episode. So you've got to go back and watch it, dude. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely go back and check that out because I don't remember. I probably watched it. I just, I don't remember it. But I'm so happy that you brought up the Bianca Belair thing. And as you might hear, my voice is already starting to go a little bit. But Bianca Belair is going to come out the better for this. And let me tell you why. The right decision was made because Becky apparently is going to be working heel. The right decision was made to have her cheap shot Bianca surprise her with a finishing move and pin her that is going to tell so many stories because it was the moment right the crowd was pumped we don't know she's working heel she just won the title this is great it was a feel-good moment for the crowd becky returns good for becky what's going to get really good is when bianca gets her rematch when sasha comes back into the title picture can you imagine the matches that those three women are going to have not to mention you still got zelina vega you still got carmella you still got Bailey on the shelf, so when she comes back, you are going to have one of the best women's rosters, wrestling rosters, not even have to say women's, one of the best rosters on TV. And it's going to be incredible with those four women battling for the SmackDown title. Bianca's not done. Absolutely, she's not done. She had the match of her life at WrestleMania with Sasha, and that was a huge moment. That was fantastic. It was great. Look, Becky may come out of the feud on top, but Bianca's future now is so bright. And the matches that we as fans are going to get out of this with Bianca and Becky, Bianca and Sasha still have to go. Sasha and Becky, you have a, a triple threat. All of those, as a wrestling fan, I can't wait. And there's a lot of story to tell with Becky's transition with her character, seeing how Bianca responds to that. I'm excited for Bianca because I think, as I said earlier, her future is so bright. Gotta wear shades. 
No, stop these 80s jokes, dude. Can you flip? What did the 80s say about that one, Jeff? Can you flip the pages, please? Even Scott can't do our jokes right. Okay, thank you. No, I mean, all puns aside, like, I'm excited to see where Bianca's going. She's such a talent in the WWE that she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. And as soon as the pin happened, I was like, oh, great. The internet is grabbing their pitchforks and torches. They're going to be so pissed. Oh, Bianca's buried. She's done. Like, remember when AJ Styles lost at WrestleMania to Chris Jericho? Oh, my God. AJ's buried. He's never going to do anything in WWE. Okay, Marks. Calm yourself down. Take a deep breath. The uh, the 80s paper just actually chimed in. It said, wow, I'm glad the internet wasn't around when Ultimate Warrior beat Honky Tonk Man at SummerSlam <laughs> for the IC title. Okay. Thank you, 80s paper. <laughs> Thank you, 80s paper. <laughs> this is like the uh, the chair in Pee Wee's Playhouse. We have papers that talk to us. Now, you talked about great rosters. We've got to go over to AEW. Now that CM Punk's there, and as you had mentioned, the rumors of Daniel Bryan are going to be that he's going to be there. Other names are rumored to go there. We don't know about Adam Cole. That's still up in the air right now. But their roster is going to become fantastic and amazing and one of the best rosters ever. Now, granted, a lot of people are going to throw the, but they're WWE talent. Okay, yes, but these guys were already great before they even went to WWE. And let's see what they can do with these guys. Well, and then the part that makes AEW really interesting, too, is that the forbidden door, right? They can have matches with guys at Impact. They can have matches with guys in NJPW. It's that extra layer that, that gives you a lot of dream matches and possibilities on all fronts, with AEW so it's not just their roster but it's kind of their expanded roster that gives everything so much intrigue because you start pulling all these names of dream matches and everything's possible I mean are we going to get CM Punk versus Kenta are we going to get CM Punk versus Okada are we going to get CM Punk and Kenny Omega I mean these are all possibilities now much less Kenny Omega Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan right like you you throw his name into the mix now and it's it becomes mind-blowing so it's it's almost a leg up that AEW has on WWE right now, being able to expand into other territories or rosters. And in my mind, it's only going to make WWE better. So, it, you know, we wait and see, but who wins? Again, it's us, the fans. All right, now we got to flip it back over to figures. I'm curious what Jazzwares, what their answer to getting CM Punk is going to be. I'm curious what their answer to possibly getting Daniel Bryan is going to be. The rumors are Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt. I'm curious how their figures are going to turn out. This is going to be one of those fun compare and contrast between Mattel and Jazzwares. Yeah, it is, definitely. It is. And look, we're still not going to find any AEW figures in our area, so... I'm, I'm happy for everybody else that will. Well, dude, I'm just still jealous you found a Scorpio Sky out in your area, dude. <laughs> and look, AEW with the roster expanding, the cool part is, is that their figure line continues to get better. It seems every series that's released is better than the previous one, not necessarily in terms of the names in it, but the quality of the figures that are in it. So that's exciting as well. They're getting big names. And they're putting out better and better figures. So, again, who wins? It's us, the wrestling fans and wrestling figure collectors. Scott, before we jump into the news, we do have an add-on. I'm not going to call this an omission, but I'm going to call it an add-on to last week's nostalgia segment. 
Undertaker from Elite 23. He has had different variations in the Elite flashbacks. Well, he actually had the Elite flashback, you know, the series that had Magnum TA, Kamala, Undertaker. That was also a re-release. So that might have brought down his prices on eBay. Jordan Cassatt kind of pointed that out. And I wanted to give credit where credit's due. Jordan's right about that. So since we've had other undertakers from elite 23 we actually had the elite legends come out now granted it wasn't exactly undertaker where he had the long hair and stuff from elite 23 it was undertaker from that era he had the cloth jacket he had he had the bangs in front he had the mask with him it is undertaker similar to elite 23 i don't know that a re-release should hurt value unless it's loose Right, because clearly mint on card, you've got Elite and you've got the Legends series. That's two different two different series, two not necessarily two different figures inside the package, but two different figures mint on card. It shouldn't I don't think anyway, it shouldn't hurt the value. But maybe it does. Loose absolutely, but I don't know if mint on card that value should hurt. Scott, we do have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Kicking off the news is Chella Toys. Chella's been in the news quite a bit lately. They showed off their Haystacks Calhoun figure. They showed that off this past week. Blue outfit looks really good. So Chella Toys doing Haystacks Calhoun well, Scott. Looks like a soft goods vest too. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, that looks like a soft goods vest. Like a um, cow pattern, I guess. Like the black and white. Yes. Yeah, amazing looking figure. Just, again, that's I'm sure the prototype. But wow, well done, guys. And they also showed off their rendering for the blue mini for the BWO. So you can find all these out on at Chella Toys on Twitter. All right, Scott, for Mattel, the Bronson Reed figure is still a go. That is coming out. Bronson Reed actually tweeted that out this past week. So we are getting him in that Bam Bam outfit. I believe that was Elite 90, 91. Sounds about right. I lose track of Elite's lines so much, dude. Like There's so many. <laughs> I, it's like WrestleManias. We've had that conversation. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that figure's still coming out, though. It looks great. It does. It does. Also, Burnt Fiend is still unclear. We don't know if the Burnt Fiend is going to get the green light. So we're still waiting on that. Well, you got to figure if Holiday Fiend, Funko Pop, is going to be a go. Burnt Fiend should still be a go. Well, spoiler alert, Scott. I was going to get to that later in the news. But Walmart exclusive Holiday Fiend Funko Pop. It will uh, glow. Vinyl figure. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's the Fiend in Holiday Gear. Yes. Uh, holiday Fiend. Not to be confused with Lister Fiend. Well done, Scott. Well done. Thank you. Everybody that's not a Clerks fan is like, what? <laughs> what is Lister Fiend? Lister Fiend. Look <laughs> it up. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> It's your best friend. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't do it. Oh, it's not? <laughs> Unless you need to do things like look up the word fluffer. <laughs> Moving along in the news, the Triple H that was up for the Ultimate Fan Takeover will be Triple H from 2006. It'll be in his 2006 look black DX shirt with 
cartoon character doing the chop. So if you guys remember, it was DX in the middle and it was Sean and Triple H doing the chop. That shirt will be in there. Water bottle, DX hat. There will be three heads total in that. The only nitpick I have about that figure is in 2006, Triple H was... I'm not going to say dad bod because Triple H was buff but he wasn't as cut as the figure is that's the only nitpick i have about it it's a good looking figure the faces are spot on so i'm okay with it it's just a little nitpick that triple h was just a little bit bigger in 2006 i wonder if that's going to deter anybody from buying it because it's an ultimate edition absolutely not yeah agree <laughs> they're like well you know what it's not enough dad bod for me i'm passing on this triple h <laughs> i can't even call it a in 2006 he was still jacked that's not even a dad bod dude dad hmm. bod's belly fupa all that stuff so you're telling me i got a dad bod thanks dude <laughs> yep you have a front upper penis area i could say penis thank you jeff for being explicitly clear about what you meant it's my show i can say that <laughs> good point good point <laughs> Uh, so also today they, when I say they, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano on Amazon showed off a bunch of figures. They showed off Kushida, which I love that figure. That is a spot on figure. He's got the vest. He's got the Doc Brown glasses, you know, the back to the future look. I cannot wait for that figure. That'll be first time in the line. They showed Roman from Elite 88. They showed Mysterio from Elite 88. MVP, which also had another fantastic face scan on that. True FX really captured that. But then they, from Elite 88, they also showed Trish Stratus Scott. Hmm. Do you want to go into that? Nope. You Wait, before the show, you were all riled up about that figure. Now you're just going to clam up about it? I'm not clamming up. I don't want to talk about it. Because what does what does mom and dad always say to us? Besides, Scott, you're our favorite. Uh, Jeff, stop putting Scott in the camel clutch. Yep, stop hitting your brother in the head with toy trains. You watch too much wrestling. You throw that King Kong Bundy again. I'm going to put it where the sun don't shine. I'm not going to allow you guys to watch the Bobby the Brain Heenan show that aired after Monday nights. Because <laughs> it's bedtime. Because it's bedtime, and at one time he had a girl on, and she was dancing seductively, at, or 1980s seductively. <laughs> and Hold Dad on. told us to get the hell out of the room and shut the door behind us. Hold on, 1980s papers talking. <laughs> Yeah, that was seductive back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what mom and dad told us. Was I close? There was one more thing. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I am going to practice that in regards to this Trish. Because, Jeff, I have nothing nice to say about that Trish figure. Nothing at all, huh? Is... It looks like a blow-up doll, nice. Or they should replace that head with a Trish from, like, Jax. Is that nice? Uh, not really, but I will go with it. Okay, okay. Um, how about I don't know what they were thinking when they sculpted that figure. I don't know what their their source material or reference material was. Yeah, you could go with that. How about it just plain sucks? Is that is that nice? I, I don't really know anymore. So that was Elite 88 that was shown off. Also, the next Ultimate Fan Takeover for Amazon will be Goldberg. 
And the three you get to vote on, Goldberg from WCW, August 1998. Goldberg from WWE, June 2003, where he had the black and white trunks. And Goldberg from WWE, basically later years. Now, November, they put on the picture like November 2016, I believe. So those are the three that you get to vote on. Goldberg, he's the guy that got Bobby Lashley cheered at SummerSlam. Lashley actually got pops? Oh, dude. I thought the crowd was like hot for Goldberg until the match started and they weren't. Bobby Lashley started to whoop that ass and the crowd was going crazy for him. Yeah, that was one of those matches that uh, could have been left without. It should have been a dark match. Uh, That's a great call. Big E and Baron Corbin actually had a better match than that one. I was so hoping. I was convinced that Big E was coming to cash in on Lashley. I was convinced. I thought that that match should have let off the show and Big E should have cashed in. And that would have been like a great way to start the show, get the crowd into it. RK Bro versus AJ and Omos, that was great. It was a good choice. But I would have gone, and of course, what the hell do I know? I'm just your average Mark. I would have gone (laughs) Bobby Lashley with Goldberg first because that seemed to be the match that people cared the least about next to Eva Marie and Alexa. But I would have had Lashley win as he did in that match, but have Biggie come out, do the cash in. The crowd goes crazy. We celebrate. There's much rejoicing. And then we get into the Eva Marie and Alexa match. Oh, by the way, from SummerSlam, I want Xavier Woods in Scott Hall gear. You can almost guarantee that that's coming. That was awesome. It took me a while to figure out what the hell he was wearing. And I was like, oh, that's (laughs) great. I mean, it was a horrible segment, but I mean, Xavier in Scott Hall gear was awesome. Yeah, I had a feeling something like that was going to happen because when I went to the Superstore on Friday, which by the way, I didn't even mention the Superstore. They had that um, New Day shirt that's kind of in the NWO font. Yeah. And I was like, what's up with that? Anyway, kind of had a feeling something like that was going to happen. The Superstore could not have been... Less impressive, I guess, would be a word. They had one Sid Justice Elite figure, or Sid Vicious Elite, whatever. It's it's a kind of a two-in-one. And then a bunch of Apollo Crews basics, and that would be it for figures. How was the merchandise? Like, did, did, was it like a huge, huge store? Um, It was big, but, I mean, they had a lot of merch, dude. But I've okay. been to WrestleMania superstores that just blew me away. This was the least... Whelmed, I guess. I wasn't overwhelmed. I was underwhelmed by the store itself. I walked out and was just like, meh. They did have it set up pretty cool. They had one section where, and if you've been to WrestleMania superstores before, you know what I'm talking about. They've got like a collectible section where it's like belts and signed photos. They actually split that into two now. So on one side of the superstore, they've got belts and then like glass cases with some smaller collectibles. And then over on the other side of the store, nothing but signed photos. And like the the photos with like a piece of the ring or, you know, the canvas or a piece of the rope, they had those sets. That was in a different section. So I like that they split that up. Well, sorry you didn't get anything, but uh, that was Scott's adventure from WWE merch store. Yes. Sprinkling in my adventures. Would you like to hear more about the Tiki Bar? Do you remember much from the Tiki Bar? <laughs> I remember walking in. All right, well done. (laughs) We need to hit up the nostalgia segment in WWE Elite Series 24. What'd you say? I hate 
that Trish in Elite 88 should never have been done. I can't believe they're releasing a Trish Stratus in 2021 that looks like that. Trish, I'm sorry. Mattel owes you an apology. Let's get into nostalgia. Uh, before we get into WWE Elite Series 24, we want you guys to check out Wrestling Figure Database. Follow along while we read down the names. Again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Check them out. They have every wrestling figure up there, along with small little trinkets as well. So, again, follow along with us on WWE Elite Series 24. Scott, what you got? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 24 consisted of Dolph Ziggler, and he was in, some might call them pink, some might call them salmon. I call them mauve trunks. <laughs> a world mauve? title. Mauve, yes. Okay. Mauve. It's, it's Ma- a shade of, uh, I guess, pink or red. Let me, let me Google uh, Urban Dictionary. No, no, no. It's not an Urban Dictionary word, clown. Just Google it. Mauve. M-A-U-V-E. Oh, it is. Uh, it's actually on Urban Dictionary. A moderate grayish violet to moderate reddish purple. And there you go. And then okay. if you look at Dolph Ziggler's trunks, I would classify them as mauve. All right. I, I went to, to public schools also. I know my colors. <laughs> There's another... Urban Dictionary thing in here, but I want you guys to uh, Google that. <laughs> Google Mauve or yeah. Urban Dictionary. Or Urban Mauve? Dictionary Mauve. Yeah. Don't do it, guys. Just disgusting. It's the rumored color that one's penis turns after having sex for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> rumored. <laughs> Why is it rumored? <laughs> rumored oh my god <laughs> urban dictionary keeps me entertained i don't even know how to follow that we'll follow along with the next figure in elite <laughs> series 24 let's start over you gotta be kidding me what just happened i'm sorry even okay dolph ziggler is in pink trunks oh yeah that sounds about right okay came with a world title accessory <laughs> and a turquoise stealing the show shirt that you could clip around his waist because he always hung the shirts off of him. Pretty cool. I like when they did that. They did it on a previous Dolph as well where you could clip the shirt around him. Cool touch. Was that shirt mauve? I already said it's turquoise, dude. Pay attention. Keep oh, up. sorry. Sorry. Keep keep reading Urban Dictionary. I'm sure you'll find another gem to share with us. Done and done, dude. All right. Next up, Rey Mysterio. And he was in his Day of the Dead gear, which was black and white. And he came with a shirt accessory. Next up, Ryback. He was in his red gear. Came with a shirt and chair accessories. The Miz. And I believe this was Miz from his face run. Because these came out in 2013. And he was face for at least part of 2013. And this kind of looked like Miz from his face run. Anyway, he was in his gray wrestling gear. And came packaged with a long black jacket accessory. Next up, Trish Stratus. Which... If you buy the Elite 88 Trish Stratus, I highly recommend popping the head off of this Trish Stratus 
and replacing the head of the Elite 88 Trish Stratus. But this one was in black and pink gear with the women's championship accessory. And last but certainly not least, Wade Barrett. And he was in his red gear, was packaged with the IC title and the Barrett Barrage shirt accessories. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite 24. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. The Rey Mysterio, the Day of the Dead Rey Mysterio, I should say, is one of those figures that Mattel needs to hang their hat on when they do end up moving on or whatever. This was one of the greatest figures Mattel's ever done. Agree. When you put together a top, let's say, five or even a top three list, this Rey Mysterio should be on there. The outfit is perfect. The mask is perfect. They threw in the Polly Pocket style shirt that they had originally had from a couple of Elite Series ago. That was just a gift. This figure could have just been sold by itself. It didn't need the shirt. This figure was damn near perfect, and it was kind of funny. I was talking to Jordan Cassatt, and we were talking about how he saw this figure often. Out here, I only saw this figure once, and it was at Walmart out in Tracy, out by your area, Scott. That was the only time I saw it, and I was hearing from other collectors that when Elite Series 24 came out, people were actually taking the Rey Mysterio figure out of employees' hands, whether it was Target or Walmart or wherever. They were taking the Rey out of people's hands because that's how bad they wanted that figure out here in the Bay Area. Yeah, it's an awesome figure, and I I totally agree with you, Jeff. It's easily the figure of this set. There's really not much disputing it at all. I mean, it is a strong assortment from top to bottom. I think all of these sculpts are great. I really do. I, I like every figure in this assortment, but that Ray, man, Mattel just, they killed it on that one. I think this is the love that Kenny Armbar Figs has always wanted us to give Ray. Well, this figure deserves it because it's, as I've, have gushed about it it's damn near perfect it really is and look the doll that figure is great i love the accessory where you can hang the shirt around his waist that was a really cool touch that mattel did on that accessory the ryback is fine uh the miz i think is outstanding i love the hairstyle on him the sculpt is fantastic the jacket looks great the trish figure is really well done as is the wade barrett figure that's a great looking figure he's in the red trunks comes with the icy title his barrett barrage shirt it's an awesome looking wade barrett but man, that Rey Mysterio, I, I'm really actually excited to hear the values of these, Jeff. Yes, I uh, did pull the listings, the last sold listings, I should say, from eBay. Wade Barrett with the Barrage shirt, or Barrett Barrage shirt, I should say. Last sold listing, August 22nd for $98.98. Wow. Surprised me too. was really shocked by that one. Trish Stratus, last sold. August 10th for $39. Again, these are all mint on card, like always, except for the random ones where they don't have them. Miz with his black jacket. Last sold listing, July 31st for $39.99. Ryback with the chair and the black Ryback t-shirt. Last sold listing, August 13th for $38. Dolph Ziggler with the world title. Last sold listing, August 16th for $49.00. And Rey Mysterio, last sold listing July 21st for $149.99. That sounds about right. I actually expected a little bit more. I was thinking maybe it would hit the 180, possibly even 200, but 149 seems about right. Well, it's no CM Punk Elite. 
<laughs> yeah. How much was that one, Scott? Uh, 300. It was the Elite 16. It was like 371 bucks, and it had like 43 bids or something on it. Uh, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's all. But nobody had that CM Punk costume. <laughs> you mean the one that you're notorious for now? I guess I am. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> so that that costume was purchased that day, maybe the day before uh, the picture was taken. And my whole idea was I'm going to be CM Punk. Obviously, it's his WWF look or WWE look. But I was going for the bruised up face from his UFC fight. So that was the whole idea of the costume is I'll be CM Punk from UFC, but I'll be wearing like his WWE get up in the, in the costume slash outfit. So that picture was taken, I think 20, 2015 pretty. Yeah. Cause he left WWE in 14. He had his UFC fight in 15, I think. So it was the same year he had the UFC fight. That's where the whole idea came from for the costume. That picture is like seven years old. And dude, it blew up this past weekend when I posted it. That was hella funny. How it made it into certain people's hands, I'll have no idea. But <laughs> I was cracking up, dude. Um, some of the funny comments that have... Actually, there was only one that I died laughing. And one of the comments was, when you order CM Punk off Wish. Perfect. That was the best one. There were other funny ones that were just like, okay, that's kind of funny. Uh, somebody said when Steve, uh, Steve Blackman really let himself go, that was kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, Sam Chunks was kind of funny, like, okay. But nothing was better than when you order CM Punk off Wish. That's hilarious. That one popped me, dude. Now, the thing about that costume is I've actually had people, it was the day after I wore it, or the like the Monday after I had worn it, I went into work and people were asking me, were you scared like wearing your underwear out like that? Like didn't anybody say anything? <laughs> that is a costume literally from my neck all the way down to the bottom of my feet. It, it's it got like the built-in socks. The hands are even gloves. Like it is literally a bodysuit from the neck down. And people were like, I didn't know you had all those tattoos. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing like, didn't you see the collar around the neck? Like, does that look like my thumb? <laughs> it's just so weird, dude. The people thought that was legit. But yeah, it was like a full body costume. Oh, yeah. Our mom was one of them because she comes over on Saturday. She brings Starbucks over. She drops off Starbucks. And she goes, I need to ask you about something. I was like, what's up, mom? And she brings up her phone and she shows me the picture of you dressed up as CM Punk. And I start laughing and she goes, did Scott really get all those tattoos and get all that artwork done? And I go, what? And she goes, wait, is that a suit? And I was like, yeah, mom, it's like a bodysuit. It's and a she full bodysuit. And she goes, oh, okay, so I can show it to dad now? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my God. I, I may, I, I'm, I'm going to just scoot away from you right now. I can't, I'm going to go die laughing in the backyard right now. Thanks. Oh, man. Yeah, you told me that earlier. I was dying. Yeah, it was a total just prank on his UFC fight. And for some reason, seven years later, it's blown up again, which is hilarious to me. Scott, we are going to hit up the listener segment. It is time. What do you say we go talking to him? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people, and I just want to listen to the 
Scott, before we get into the listener segment, I am going to announce here that we are going to start moving the listener segment to every other week. So this week we'll do the listener segment. Next week we'll have one of the fun retro games or whatever we used to play next week and then we'll go back to the listener for that so it'll be every other week that we'll be doing the listener segment we just had so much fun doing godfather's hat last week that we wanted to do more of these and um a lot of people loved godfather's hat last week so we thank you everybody that reached out and said hey that was a lot of fun listening to that so we're going to start doing it every other week, the listener segment. And then also the off week, we'll be having a old retro segment that we used to do, whether it's Godfather's Hat or it could be Wishlist. It could be, of course, I think we talk Wishlist all show long, so I don't even know if we'll be even doing that. We do what we want. But let's start off with the listener segment this week. Scott, first listener question comes in from Blackjack. He says, hey, guys, just a late night quick question here. Do you ever consider buying figs already signed to fill a hole or even for cheaper than if you would meet the person? Personally, since last year, I have been going this route, and a website has been selling a number of the FTC figures signed in paint pen, and they are magnificent. Agreed. I've gotten quite a few of those signed. Have you also considered buying any from the talent themselves? Last year, Russo, Whipwreck, and Francine all sold their own, and again in paint pen besides Russo and perfect signature and fair pricing. Thanks and stay well from the team at markedout.com. Scott, do you ever purchase pre-signed figures? No, I don't. I have done mail away before. I did that with the Hogan classic superstars and I did that with the ultimate warrior classic superstars. I actually mailed those away, got certificates of authenticity back with them both. Uh, but everything else has been hand-signed in person. I was a little sketchy with the mail-aways. Just worried about making sure I got my figure back that I had sent in. Didn't want to get somebody else's both times. They came out great. I loved them. Um, it's not something I would do regularly. However, with issues like the FTC figures where some of the talent keeps a stack of them and they'll send them out hand-signed, I'd be okay with that. But just ordering them like off of eBay, for example, I... I wouldn't want to buy a signed figure like that. I think even with performers that have passed on, like I would love to have a Bobby Heenan signature in my collection. I just, I didn't ever have the pleasure of meeting Bobby. So that's just one that I'm going to have to do without. I wouldn't buy one on the secondary market. And that's more just a concern of getting a forged signature. I would just feel like crap if I had one hanging on the wall. I personally don't as well get figures off of websites or anything like that. It's nothing against the people that do. It's just there's something about being in front of the person, having a conversation with them about whatever, and them signing it using their your own paint pen right there. You get to choose the color of the paint pen. There's just something about it that I love. And again, I'm not knocking FTC for doing pre-signed figures. I don't knock any of the wrestlers for doing I'm not doing that. There's just something about the experience of being there in front of someone signing a figure with the paint pen that you chose, with it, just the conversation that you have with them. Like, I met CM Punk at StarCast in 2019, and I talked to him about NHL 94. Like, how the hell does that happen? Well, he is a hockey fan. True, but like, how do we get on the topic of NHL 94? Like, that just that just doesn't happen. No, but you have a good way of asking talent questions that not everybody else is going to ask them. Like, I walk up to Rick Steamboat, I'm like, what's your favorite match? 
you know, you walk up to Ricky Steamboat and you're like, what brand of underwear do you wear? You know, like you asked like <laughs> off the wall, not off the wall, but like just different questions that might catch him off guard a little. Like you had a conversation with Maurice about Patrick Waugh. You know, so it's it's just different when you approach the talent. Like I'll ask him the Mark questions. You kind of come at it from a different angle and that's cool. Yeah, like when I asked Finn Balor how his Lego collection was doing. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go back to it. It's nothing against the people that do sell the figures pre-signed. It's just, it's something about that experience that I enjoy, so. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with it too, Jeff, is there is definitely safety in purchasing them from the manufacturer, like Figures Toy Company, for example, totally safe, or from the talent themselves, totally safe. But in non-COVID times, I'm 100% not doing that. And 100% looking forward to an autograph signing to piggyback exactly what Jeff said. Thank you for sending that question over. And we send our best over to the team at markedout.com. Scott, next question comes in from Juan Alvarado. He says, hey, Jeff and Scott, first time submitting a question to the pod. I started listening a couple years ago on a random download. And this has become the highlight of my podcast week. Oh, thanks, dude. Oh, you're making us blush over here. (laughs) Ironically, the first episode I heard is the infamous Slim Jim Macho Man at number seven. From that moment, I was hooked. See, I told you, Scott, he is number seven. (laughs) No, he keeps listening to hear me trash you about it. Don't you ever trash me. I'll always trash you about that. Oh, it's the brotherly love. It really is. I'm going to throw a Bundy at your head. (laughs) As the collector's community has seen, the retro game has become a huge part of the market, with companies re-releasing iconic toys such as Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe's, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he said in parentheses for the thousandth time, Transformers, and more. Even companies such as NECA and Super 7 releasing Gargoyles, The Simpsons, Thundercats, Silverhawks in a new updated scale. How would you feel if vintage wrestling figures were re-released? Now hear me out. With Mattel WWE contracts seemingly not renewed, let's say hypothetically Hasbro acquires the WWE license again. How would you feel if Hasbro re-released the WWF Hasbro figures to the masses again? Could you imagine the exact same figures in store again? How would the value of them change? Would they increase or drop? Looking at the names in the line, I would say a good chunk of the roster is under the Legends deal. So it is possible to release them again. Imagine what a re-release of the green cards would do. Also, adding new names with the vintage look. You are looking at adding true authentic superstars to the existing roster. I'll throw in another question at you. How would you pick to fill out Series 12 of Hasbro's, the continuation of the iconic line? Thanks again for all you do, both for our community. You guys are truly the Logan and Jake Paul of collector influencers. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Johnny, his Twitter is at oneofakind88. Juan, thank you very much for sending in that question. That really meant a lot. Scott, what would you say if Hasbro were to get the line again? Man, and you know what's funny is you and I talked about this. I gosh, it was at least a year or two ago. <clears throat> it was kind of that speculation that what if Mattel lost the license, who would pick it up? Or actually, I believe the conversation was who was going to get the AEW license. This was before Jazzwares got it, obviously, and a lot of people were speculating Hasbro. And the speculation was, okay, well, if Hasbro gets it, what scale are they going to do? Would they? even think about going back to what was that 90s Hasbro tried and true loved by everyone would they just start pumping those out again 
given where Hasbro is at now with the figures that they're putting out, I don't think that they would go that scale again. It's it's not the way that the market is pushing. And Jeff, you and I have had this conversation too, that everything is that six inch scale or thereabouts. You know, you've got the McFarlands that come in at like seven, the turtles maybe a little bit smaller than that. But everything really is that that six inch scale, Marvel Legends, G.I. Joe Classifieds, Jazzwares, Mattel, WWE, like everything falls in line with that. And if Hasbro were to pick up the WWE license, I don't think that they would go back to the original 90s look. If they did, uh, he had a question about would that affect values of the older figures. We just kind of touched on that with the conversation about The Undertaker, you know, his elite versus the legends. I don't think that the values of the originals, even if you were to do a straight mock-up of it, and you re-release, like, for example, that Series 1 Macho Man that everybody loves. Even if you were to do it, quote-unquote, verbatim, like exactly like the original, you still got the stamps on the bottom. And I don't know how those are easily forged, but I don't see the values of those draw. I mean, especially, obviously, Mint on Card. I think the values retain, if not go a little bit higher, because now you've got new Hasbro figures coming out that look like the old Hasbro figures, and it's going to kick in that nostalgia even more for people to go back and collect those 90s Hasbros. So I don't think it would affect the values negatively of the original Hasbros, but man, that would be cool to see, I guess from a nostalgic standpoint, because what's old is new again, as he mentioned with so many of those 80s toys that we grew up with dominating the market in 2021. It would be so cool to revisit that and have a manufacturer do nothing but series after series of the original Hasbro look. But for a main line to take over as the old Hasbros, I really wouldn't want them to do that. We lived it. Well, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast lived it, bought those figures in the 90s, loved them, played with them, get nostalgic about them. But I think that that, I don't want to say the time has passed, but for Hasbro, if they took over the license again, I would prefer to see them move in a different direction. I don't want to see them redo what was great in the 90s. Take a stab at something else and do something great again, which obviously a lot of big brains at Hasbro, they know what they're doing over there. And I have no doubt that they would. And there's nothing saying that they can't do what Mattel is doing right now with the retro line you know, start releasing names that could have fleshed out that next series of Hasbro. And that'll kind of lead us to the next part of his question. I would like to see Hasbro do something entirely different from what they did in the 90s. Maybe, gosh, I I guess on scale with what Mattel is doing. So you can have a compare and contrast of Hasbro and Mattel. But to maintain the retro line, because that's the company that gave us those original figures we love so much. So I think that would be cool. Move in a different direction, but give us that love letter to your original line that everybody loved. To fill out that last series, obviously you've got to have Diesel. You've got to have American Lex. You're probably going to do another Bret Hart. You're probably going to do another Owen Hart to do the King of Hearts look. Ah, uh, don't have the rights to him. Hey, this is my wish list, pal. Don't have the rights to him. I'm... How do we know Hasbro won't get the rights to him? Well, we can't predict the future, but... How do we know? I- I'm waving the gavel. I just smacked my table. That's all. I... Don't you gavel at me. I gaveled you. How dare you? No Owen Hart. Look, he did a micro brawler, right? Maybe his wife does or his, his widow does not want to deal with Mattel. 
maybe she would deal with Hasbro. She's like, look, you throw a Galactus in, we're talking. Scott, as we've seen, Mattel wants to get all these guys, but WWE is the one that has the final say in the Legends deals. So it doesn't matter if Mattel wants to deal with these people. Mattel can make suggestions. WWE could take those suggestions, but I don't think Martha's ever going back to WWE. I think that's a uh, that's a broken one right there. Well, then if I have to pull Owen out, I'm going to go Hakushi. I'm going to go Jerry the King Lawler. And I'm going to go Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is not under our WWE contract, so I got to wave the gavel again. Hasbro also does not have the wwe license this is speculation (laughs) jeff you put your gavel away you're gonna hurt somebody with that thing you poke your eye out so we need one more oh one more um man all right spark plug holly uh don't think they have the rights to holly dude all right fine man you're rough give us a vince announcer vince i don't hate that that's beautiful thank you it would be awesome if Hasbro got it because if they did anything, it would be WWE figures in the six inch scale, like the classifieds. And then like what they're doing with the GI Joes, they're also releasing the three and three quarter figures. Yes. But basically sub out the three and three quarter figures. They would just redo the retros. And I think retros are still strong today. You've got many companies, Cella Toys, Mattel is coming back with retros. You got, Zombie Sailor, these guys are all making retro. So the retro game is still strong today. There's still a lot of love for it. Again, what's old is new again, and it's dominating the 2021 market, dude. It is. If Hasbro were to ever do that, it would be a subline. And the classifieds, aka what WWE would be, the six-inch line, would be the main line. Yeah, and Hasbro definitely didn't shy away from doing other stuff when they had the WWE license. I mean, they did... The Remember the little guys that came with the ring? Yep, sure do. Yeah, they branched out and they did those. So they've shown a willingness with the WWE license to kind of branch out a little bit, do some gimmick stuff. And that was in the early to mid 90s. So who knows where they would go with it now, looking at what they've done with like Marvel Legends and their other toy lines, not to mention the crowdfunding that they do. Man, that could be some exciting stuff. So again, we, we've been saying wait and see a lot on this show, but Mattel, you guys better try to keep that license. Hasbro could really come in and swoop in and do some good stuff. Well, I'm thinking that something's going to be announced. I keep saying this. I think something's going to be announced here because Steve has lines mapped out through 2022 and beyond. So Yeah, and I'm going to make it clear again. I don't want Mattel to lose the license. I absolutely do not want Mattel. to. You start hitting your stride. I mean, look, we cracked on that Trish earlier, but there are so many more hits than misses. You know, again, we're not sponsored by Mattel, but we're excited about where the brand is going, what they're doing with the WWE license. We love 99.5% of everything coming out from them. So, you know, they've really hit their stride. They're doing some amazing things with the license. I want to see them keep it. Juan, thank you again for that email. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, dude. And thank you again for listening to us, even though the first episode was the Macho Man at number seven. How dare you bring that up again? Which was well-deserved. I'm going to have you thrown out, dude. You're pissing me off. Next question comes in from the great Chad Young. Uh-oh. The great horror movie barbecue. Uh, let's just stop right there. I mean, if you guys can follow Chad on Facebook, he is hilarious. Oh, Makes me laugh literally every single day. 
it's one of those people that I look forward to seeing in my timeline. And Chad just finds a way to share something, to say something, to brighten up my day, Scott's day, and he can brighten up anyone's day. So we really love Chad over here at Horror Movie Barbecue, also on Twitter. Definitely. He had actually he hit me up on uh, on Instant Messenger on Facebook, and he had asked me some question about SummerSlam. But what caught me is when his question popped up, his profile picture popped up with it, uh-huh. and it's him with One Man Gang. Yes. And it just made my heart happy. <laughs> and actually, he hit me up while I was in Vegas. We went and did a uh, tour at Area 15 called um, Lost Spirits, which if you're in Vegas, I recommend it. It's very interesting. If you're into liquor at all, they do rums, brandies, a whiskey, but they kind of walk you through the whole process about how it's done, and there's some gimmicky stuff in there. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, during the tour, one of the areas had like a fire in a can you know like when you're walking down the street and you see like a big oil can or oil drum and it's got a fire going in it yeah well one of the rooms we were in had something similar to that and of course where does my mind go the birth of akim (laughs) so there may or may not be a video of me floating around doing the akim hand gestures next to the big oil drum (laughs) <laughs> with Slick's Jive Soul Bro playing in the background. Did you send that to Chad? I don't know that it's made its round on social media yet, but stay tuned. I'm sure some people will be getting it, some producers and stuff. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Here's drunk me doing Akeem hand gestures next to a flaming oil drum with Jive Soul Bro playing. Ridiculous, but look, Mark, if anybody was going to appreciate that, it would be Chad. Yes, absolutely. Chad's question says, here's my first ever question for my good brother, Scott and Jeff. I've been a fan of classic superstars since day one and is still a line I collect and cherish. I actually consider it one of the greatest top 10 of all time and definitely top five favorite of mine. Toy line, in my opinion. Sadly, there were a lot of hardships in the line, especially towards the end. And my question is, what canceled figures from the last few waves stung the most? Headbangers and the rumored Outback Jack were always the ones that hurt me the most considering we never got them. As of this 2021 in Elite Farm. Love you guys, Chad, HorrorMovieBarbecue.com. So let me kind of do a little bit of a backstory. Jax was always known for saying a figure was going to come out and they pull it for whatever reason. And it does happen in wrestling figures where a figure is going to be announced and then it gets wiped out or it doesn't come out. That actually happened with Coco Beware in a, I forget what elite series that was in. He was actually pictured that he was going to be in that series and he got yanked out for whatever reason. Deal ran out, whatever it may be. Well, Jax was actually notorious for doing that quite a bit. Um, some of the unreleased figures, and I, I got to be honest with you, Chad, I had to look it up because there were so many names back in the day that would get yanked out of lines and get subbed, someone would get subbed in. It happened so frequently with Jax. So I have to be honest, I did look up and there were some that I really was excited about thinking back right now. Obviously, I was a huge fan of the classic superstars LJN style figures, and I was stoked that Orton and Batista were going to come out in the LJN style. Unfortunately, we never got those. You mentioned the headbangers. Those were other ones I was really, really looking forward to. Bigelow was another one 
from WrestleMania 11, I believe, that was supposed to come out. Uh, that was another one that I was super stoked about. Looking back through the list that I looked through earlier today, there were so many names. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I heard about that. I forgot about that, whatever it may be. So those were just a few names that were... I think the Mr. America was supposed to come out in that series as well in the classic superstars. Uh, I'll have to get fact checked on that, but those are just some names that I was really looking forward to. Cause like you, the classic superstars is one of the greatest to ever come out. And I agree with you. It's definitely top five, top three, even aesthetically wise, looks wise, maybe weren't the best Scott and I have crapped all over the guys with the bigger bodies, but just being able to get a lot of the guys that Jeremy was able to obtain was on a whole different level. Oh, and Scott, before you go, also Sandman. Sandman was another one that I was looking forward to in the classic Superstars line that got yanked. Yeah, that one would have been cool. He was in the American Pants. Um, I would have liked to have seen Edge from The Brood. And there was a rumor about Gangrel. I think that would have been awesome. Heck, throw in Christian too if he was rumored at all. But I'm pretty sure that Edge was rumored almost positive that Gangrel was. Uh, Arnold Scotland would have been cool. I'm always a fan of managers in the line. Uh, Linda, obviously, because we didn't get many of her. Arnold Scotland, same reason. We didn't get an Arnold Scotland figure, so that just would have been cool. You know, just one of those names that Jeremy was able to go out and get just because, but unfortunately hit the canceled pile. And this goes back to Jeremy being able to just go in, go in and obtain names left and right. And this is one of the things that, unfortunately, Mattel can't do. You know, we can... As Steve Ozer said, you know, the guys you want, I want too. You know, he wants to get the Jeff Jarrett's and the Dino Bravos and all that stuff. Unfortunately, he's, I hate to say it, but Mattel's handcuffed with what they are able to do. They don't have free reign like Jeremy back in the day, so. Yeah, for sure. And if Mr. America was one, that would probably be my biggest that was missed. And headbangers would definitely be like, if, if Mr. America is one, headbangers are 1a because i love getting tag team sets and just based on the picture that i've seen of what those headbangers would have been oh man it's it sucks we missed out so this was the rumored and i'll say rumored classic superstars 27 line it was kona crush evil crush goldberg wwe version barbarian singles attire warlord singles attire sherry in a black dress arnold scoland Outback Jack, Sergeant Slaughter with Army Jacket, Paul Wright, Big Show, WWE version, and Batista LJN style chaser. Classic Superstars 28 first version. Vader, WWE attire with mask. Brian Pillman, WWE style Heart Foundation era with jacket. D'Lo Brown with chest protector. Randy Orton, LJN style. Skinner, Mosh and Thrasher. Pat Patterson, 70s, 80s version, Edge in Bruce style, APA Farouk and Bradshaw, and Bigelow from WrestleMania 11 tire. According to this, what I'm reading, Classic Superstars 28 second version, Undertaker, American Badass, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Roddy Piper, Triple H, Rey Mysterio, LJN style, Grey Tights. I think that one was actually shown, if I'm not mistaken. Brian Pillman, Blue Tights, which I would have loved. And Bam Bam Bigelow, Gray Flames, and Vader. So they would have put Bigelow and Vader in two different series. Well, I should say back-to-back series, the Series 28 and Series 28B, and they would have been in two different attires. 
Yeah, that would have been awesome. So like Bigelow from his ECW run. Right, right. That's always fun to uh, kind of reminisce and always play the game. What if? Yeah, and look, Chad's totally right. Classic Superstars is one of the best wrestling series in the history of wrestling figures. As a standalone, easily top five. Great figure assortments, and better yet for autograph collectors, amazing looking packaging with a big clear bubble on the front to get signed. It was a home run all around. And the names alone, they had Warrior in Series 1, and he hadn't had a figure in years. So, to me... That was really Jack's master of puppets, if you will. It was their best offering. Chad, again, thank you so much for making us laugh every day. And thank you again for your question. We appreciate you, man. We love you over here. Scott, the next question comes in from the great, the wonderful, the one, the only, the man with the greatest belt collection I've ever seen, Ring Skirts. Let's see what Ring Skirts has got to say. Hello, Jeff and Scott. Ring Skirts here. I believe it was the great lounge singer Axe of Demolition that once said, Regrets? I have a few. Here's a regret that I had. As a kid, before I discovered wrestling, I was a fan of the uh, real Ghostbusters toys. And we lived quite far from the local mall, so taking a trip to the mall was a special occasion. But each time we went, I'd usually had some birthday money or some sort of holiday money or had helped shovel or something like that to have a few bucks to add to my collection. This one particular time in 1980-something, we went to the mall, and I went into the Hills Department Store, my favorite store as a kid, and there were no real Ghostbusters figures on the shelf that I didn't have. And the five bucks I had in my pocket was literally burning a hole. I made the rash decision to buy the next best thing, my other favorite show, which was Pee-wee's Playhouse, and I bought the smaller-scale Pee-wee Herman action figure. As soon as we got in our minivan and started the hour-and-a-half drive home, I became, began sobbing uncontrollably because I realized that I bought an action figure of a guy in a suit. I could do nothing with it. Like, Pee-wee Herman does not lend itself to action figures. He doesn't do any act. He, he doesn't do anything. I was so disappointed. I mean, had he come with his bike or his scooter, that could have been a little fun. But five, six-year-old me was heartbroken. And I guess I, I eventually got over it. I found a use to take that cloth jacket off of him and put it on a little caveman figure I had and used it as a Mr. Fuji for my Hasbros. But that brings to me to my question. I know you guys have talked about regrets of things that you hadn't purchased. Can you think of anything from your childhood or adulthood, action figure-wise, that you purchased and regretted purchasing afterwards? Of course, buying multiples of a uh, retro diesel that doesn't really count. Thanks, guys. Hey, don't you knock the retro diesel over there. There's nothing wrong with purchasing, what did I get, seven of them? I think I got seven of them. <laughs> seven junkyard dogs or something like that? Uh, something like that. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but I did that. Um, regrets. Uh, so I guess, yes, there are a few regrets. So I don't know how many people know this. All of you guys know that I'm a big NFL fan. Well, I'm also a college football fan. 
and one of my favorite college teams is the Colorado Buffaloes. Now, I'm going to kind of rewind back to Nate's question. Yes, because I purchased a Barbie that was wearing a Colorado Buffaloes cheerleading outfit. (laughs) You did? I did. Purchased it at KB Toys out in Pleasanton, California. I was driving home, and I just sat there going, what the actual F did I just do? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You walked into KB. I did. Which I'm sure first thing you did was walk down the quote-unquote boys' toys. Correct. To look for wrestling figures. Correct. I'm assuming you found none. Correct. Then you somehow made the U-turn into the quote-unquote girls' toys. Yes, yes. Took a glance at the Barbies. Yes. Happened to see a Barbie dressed in a Colorado Buffaloes cheerleader outfit. Yes. To which you said, Self, (laughs) you're going to pick up this Barbie dressed in a Colorado Buffaloes cheerleader outfit. Yep. You're going to walk yourself to the register. You're not going to make eye contact with the cashier because you're a grown-ass man buying a Barbie in a cheerleader outfit. Sounds about right, yes. You're going to make sure she throws this some bitch in a bag, and you're going to hightail it out of the mall. Don't make eye contact with anyone. Stare at the ground. Get in your car and drive away. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Is that the scenario? That is the scenario. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) So, yes, I did purchase that. But here's another story. So I get home, I take the said Barbie doll out of the bag, and I put her down. Well, my room wasn't the cleanest because I had toys everywhere, whether it was wrestling figures, Simpson toys, whatever it may be, now Barbie dolls, or doll, because it was only one, it's not plural. And I put it down in front of all the toys that I had sitting out. I had a bunch of WWE figures laying on the ground, whether it was... uh, Dudley's Ruthless Aggression or Deluxe. No, I don't think Deluxes were out at that time, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they were. I had a bunch of wrestling figures sitting on the ground, and I put the Barbie doll right in front of them. I had a little pathway to my bed and out of my room. That's the only way you could get to my bed was that little pathway because everything else was taken up with toys. Grandma comes in one day, and she goes, do you want a sandwich? And I'm like, yeah, I do want a sandwich. Now, I thought grandma was going to say, okay, your sandwich is done. Come on downstairs and grab it, you know. What I didn't know is grandma had walked upstairs after making said sandwich. She walks in the room and I'm playing video games because I had the N64 in there and I had the PlayStation and I'm playing Madden. So I turn and grandma is now coming towards the bed. And I was like, oh, grandma, I'll get it. And she goes, no, no, you stay right there. She walks over and she trips over the toys And she falls right into the Barbie Colorado Buffaloes figure and breaks it, bends the box, breaks the doll inside. (laughs) And I was like, you know, Grandma, are you okay? She goes, yeah. And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, you actually just did me a favor. I can throw this away right now. It was a short-lived regret. I'm going to take Nate's question and point it back to that said Barbie doll. Wow. Well, I will say that I certainly can't top that one. Okay, next question. (laughs) But one that I do, it's actually many that I regret, just buying starting lineup figures for speculation, which is maybe why I don't buy toys like that anymore. And I'm just personally for myself against it because I'm taking quite the bath on all of that money that I spent on starting lineup figures back in the 90s 
because, oh, this rookie's hot. His figure's going to be worth hundreds and hundreds someday. Not knowing that that figure's probably worth 250 today. And I probably spent, because I could never find them in the actual store. I always had to go buy them secondhand or at the secondary market. I probably paid, gosh, what's the most I ever paid for a starting lineup? I paid $65 for a Grant Fuhr 1993 starting lineup figure. While I don't necessarily regret that, because I had to have that entire first series of hockey figures, I probably regret purchasing the Cordell Stewart rookie Pittsburgh Steelers starting lineup figure, which I think was like 96, 95, 96, 97, somewhere in there, for about $45. That I regret. And I did that pretty often back then, because I had a lot of that FU money in my pocket, meaning I'm living (laughs) at home and I got a job, so all my money is basically going towards toys. So we'd go to the lineup exchange in Hayward, and I'd just drop hella coin on figures. That's a regret. I don't even have many that I can name by name aside from Cordell Stewart. Maybe the Javi Lopez Braves figure that I had to have in 95 that I spent like $25 on. Maybe that. But oh, dude, I've I've got like crates of them in the garage. (laughs) Like I've got starting lineups in bulk and I regret most of them. Oh man, the stuff we spent. Well, we were also buying video games too at that time. Oh, I'm sure I have video game regrets. I can't even begin to fathom right now, but... I think, man, speculation-wise purchasing, starting lineups are easily my biggest regret. You can't even say that was a regret because we were so into sports, so it's hard to say that that was even a regret because there were a lot of figures that we had to have. Now, granted, did we need the Cordell Stewart rookie figure? No. Did we need the Javi Lopez rookie figure? No. But we were fans of, let's say, Fred McGriff or Cal Ripken or Kevin Mitchell or whoever it may be. We were fans of these guys. Oh, sure. So I can't even call that a regret. Nothing beats the Barbie doll, dude. Uh, No, like I said, I I don't even have a story close to that one. Oh, by the way, by the way, does it make the story better that the Barbie doll was red penned down over at KB Toys? (laughs) Because it was $7.99. It doesn't help that you bought a discounted Barbie, dude. No. Damn it. All right. I was trying to save myself somewhere. It was the fact that you were by yourself in the mall buying whatever, a whatever. Barbie. Mommy, look at that creepy guy in the girls' toys aisle. <laughs> Honey, let don't make eye contact. Let's just get out of here. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach you to call Macho Man number seven. Uh, Nate, thank you for your question. That was a lot of fun. I'm, I can't believe I even forgot about that Barbie doll. It's funny, too, because it went right in the garbage after Grandma tripped and fell on it. <laughs> Well, it was nice of you to take that off of KB's toys. You could throw it away for them. Yeah, exactly. It was only eight bucks. Thank God. <laughs> Nate, thank you again. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. Or should I say influencer Scott? Anyway, this is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. You know, semi-weekly. But now that we're at the end of the month, this is one year of audio submissions from me, officially. So with everything that Influencer Scott has done and influenced myself and everybody else out there to back the new generation ring, this kind of got me thinking about something because you know what, before this, I really wasn't a collector of the ultimate figures and I, I still won't be, but after backing the ring, realizing I'm going to get three 
one of them being a macho man, I figured I might as well go out and buy the other ultimate macho man. So with this line doing as well as it's doing, tell me what are your dream WWE ultimate figures? For me, there's two off the top of my head, one that I really don't think we'll get and one that I would just really, really would love to see. The one I don't necessarily think we'll get because he's already in the ultimate line and I don't know if they're gonna give him a second one. And this figure has been done numerous times. I would just love it in the ultimate collection. And I'm extremely biased. Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 12. For me, that kind of would be an ultimate figure, especially if it is the ultimate figure. But like I said, I know they've done it numerous times and I still kick myself in the ass for passing up the one from WrestleMania 33 only because I wasn't officially collecting at that point. I believe that would start later in the year or it might have been later the next year. But anyway, but the one that I, I would really love to see and maybe it's possible and it goes with the whole new gen era, man, an ultimate Yokozuna. I'm not sure of everything that could be with it, but there might be something that they could do that they haven't already done. I don't know. When I was thinking new gen, that's a name that popped to me. So what are the picks for you guys? Before I go, I want to give a proper shout out here on Fully Posable, a mutual friend that we have of both of our shows named Kenny at Armbar Figs. He has been a fan of Wrestling Cheers for a good long time and recently sent me a nice free gift. Didn't ask him and he didn't tell me what he was sending. Just asked for my address and I gave it to him. But he sent me a Ruthless Aggression Colin Delaney chase figure. Now this is a slightly expensive figure, not on the high end of it, but Colin only had one figure in the WWE and it was divided into the Chase the Belt series. So there were some with it and some without it. He knew I wanted it and he hooked it, me up and sent it to me. Now this figure has already been signed it was signed in Sharpie, but luckily after this recording, but before this show drops, I will have seen Colin Delaney Friday at AIW and I'm planning on having him re-sign it in paint pen. Already gave him a shout out this past week on Wrestling Cheers, but I'm giving him another shout out right here on Fully Posable. Now that will do it for me. Thank you guys for everything you do. You guys are awesome. It's been a great year participating and I look forward to the next year when we finally get Jeff Spader neutered later. Justin, thank you for the question. I'm glad that I influenced you ah. into getting the new generina. That is awesome. You're going to love it. Like all the rest of us are all 8,500 of us. So I'm thinking first one wish list legend, sort of Ray Mysterio. That'll make Kenny happy from Halloween Havoc 1997. Okay. I mean, they've already done that figure in the Elite line, but what would they do to dress it up? Well, you have the alternate head. Obviously, the mask torn up. Okay. Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Spare hands. Mm-hmm. A lot of detail on the costume. Right. Done. I'm trying to figure out how that would be different from an, a regular Elite. Well, look. It's going to look amazing. It'll be fine. It'll have a title belt with it, spare hands, the extra head. Done. Off to the races. So in my head, I'm thinking one legend, one regular guy. Okay. Or one current day superstar, I should say. So here's the tough part. For the legends, 
ultimate figure, I would love a Vader. And I know everybody is saying, but we just had the Elite Legends, you know, the one we saw in the pegs. Although they're off the pegs now, so that's good. But an ultimate Vader, you give him the mask, you give him his WCW look, you give him the robe, you give him the WCW title, extra hands, come with two heads again, one unmasked, one with a mask painted on. I I don't know. I'm just thinking Vader is would be perfect for an ultimate edition. Hmm. Okay. But, I don't hate that at all. I mean, I love Vader. I'd like give me all the Vaders. But dude, right. it's going to be hard to top that Legends figure that just came out. Well, that's the thing is you got to do WCW. So basically, you're going to go back to his Elite Legends that came out in 2011 or whatever it was that had the cape. But well, you throw in the cape now with this Ultimate Edition, give him two heads, give him one where his eye is falling out. That would be awesome. No, that was in Japan, dude. Don't be gross. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I went overboard. I got excited about an Ultimate Edition. How dare you? I got excited about an Ultimate Edition Vader. But anyways, I can see Vader being an Ultimate Edition because you can dress it up and it would be... You would feel like you were getting the price point, you know, of $30, $29.99 or is it bumped up now to 32 When you put the, the WCW world title with him too. Okay. Now I'm thinking one current guy and I keep going back to Seth Rollins. Yeah, dude, I was thinking the same thing. Because Seth has come out with so many different suits nowadays. He's coming out with uh, different ring gear. I just keep going back to Seth, and I know a lot of people are burnt out on Seth because we had that barrage of them back in 2019, 2018, 2019. We just got flooded with them. Same thing with AJ Styles. But, okay, now it's been a couple of years. Do we start that Seth? I'm not going to say train again, but I'm saying that Seth sprinkling of figures again. Do we go that route? We just got the SummerSlam Elite. Can we do a Seth one in a suit or... Whatever outfit we can think of that he he's come out with recently. Well, you could even do Seth from The Shield, right? It doesn't have to be current day Seth. It could be Seth from his world title run when he was a heel, when he was aligned with Triple H, right? There's a number of things you can do. Right. Yeah, a number of looks you can go with. You know, Seth has a good screaming face, but he also has a good smiling face. Mattel has done both, so... I think that that would be awesome. I would love a Seth Ultimate Edition. Okay. I was about to say Karrion Cross. You know, you could go as NXT look and then main roster look. But... <laughs> How dare you? What? What did I say? You're almost being insulting tonight. You're insulting the listener's ears. I am not insulting the listener's ears. How dare you? <laughs> I'll have you thrown right out of here. Um, my last one is KO. And I think I threw out this idea a long time ago. But I would love an Ultimate Edition of KO with all of his WrestleMania shirts because he does that KO Mania design. I don't even know that you'd need like extra heads or hands in the package. Just KO with all of his shirts, you know, Polly Pocket style. I think that would look so awesome. Fun fact, I have all of the KO Mania shirts except last year during the pandemic. That's the one I'm missing. Oh, that sucks, dude. You got to get that one. I have to. I have to. Justin, thank you for your question. And like you said, it will be semi-weekly, but we do look forward to them. So now you have a little bit more time to think about more questions and stuff like that. Justin, we love you over here. Thank you, man. 
Scott, last question of the night comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. If you guys had your own wrestling figure federation, what type of pay-per-views would your figure federation host? Would it host WWE pay-per-views, WCW pay-per-views, or would you guys come up with your own pay-per-views? Using my own pick-fed series as an example, I mostly use WCW old pay-per-views such as Halloween Havoc, Battle Bowl. That's awesome. Good choice. And Slamboree with the only WWE pay-per-view I have in my fed being Royal Rumble and only original pay-per-view being the Cape May Bash, which is basically WCW's Bash at the Beach, but it takes place in my favorite vacation spot, Cape May, New Jersey. As much as I get on you guys for being vanilla, especially you, Jeff. Hey, 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 hey. Keep going, JT. Wait, are you calling Josh Thompson JT or me JT, Jeff Toon? Oh, I see what you did there. Thank you. No, Josh Thompson, keep insulting him. Part of the reason why I use mostly WCW pay-per-views for my Fed instead of making my own is simply because I have a soft spot for them. Watching shows like Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash, Slamboree, and so on really caught my interest with their gimmicks, setup, and noticeable matches that happened at them. Being someone who's been all for WWE bringing those shows back, I brought them back myself in my pick Fed. Only other thing to note about how I book pay-per-views is that I don't have a pay-per-view every month, as I've grown to dislike that schedule and would prefer to have a Saturday night main event in between the long pay-per-view waits, and in-universe, my Fed Royal Rumble takes place in July, not in January. How would you guys set them up? I know when... Well, first off, JT, thank you for the question. The way I used to set it up is I always had a Royal Rumble, or at least a battle royal. And it usually consisted of the traditional Royal Rumble battle royal itself. It always had a tag team match and it always had a heavyweight title match. I use the war games concept on occasion in our LJN steel cage ring. And I was a big fan of the Survivor Series 5 on 5 elimination. So I would usually structure pay-per-views like I would have like one that was all cage matches. And then I had my Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And then I would have my Survivor Series one. And then I would have, I guess you could call it WrestleMania. Because it would be like all the title matches and the the bigger mid-card matches. I would have one with just those and like not a lot of gimmicks around it. But I always kind of went with like WWS schedule. Where I had like kind of three gimmicky pay-per-views. And then I had like the one big one. So I kind of followed their format, but I pulled ideas from WCW as well with the War Games. And then later on, the Battle Bowl concept, where you're literally just picking two guys out of a pile and making a tag team out of them. I did that as well. So I would kind of pull ideas from them a little bit. I did the same thing. In fact, it was funny. I still remember the very first time you put two rings together, but you left off two steel cages. So you were able to do the War Games? Yes, Talk about a mind-blowing moment. <laughs> it was the first time you respected me. No, I, I never re- really respected you. <laughs> but I'll talk about a mind-blowing moment at that time where I I gave you a nod and I was like, all right, I see what you're doing there. I won't hit you in the head with a train right now, sir. But that was, to me, that was one of those moments I was like, oh 
my God, but like how's Scott going to use Dusty? Is King Kong Bundy going to be Dusty because he's the same size? Or The funny thing was is I couldn't fathom how you were going to do a WCW pay-per-view with WWF guys. And that was one of those things I just couldn't wrap my head around. But you're like, I, I don't need to. I'll just have like Hogan, Billy Jack, Ricky Steamboat, all the good guys facing the bad guys. And I was like, okay, but that's still not Nikita, Dusty, Road Warriors. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I was so, JT's being vanilla again. I am, but that's the way I was back in the day. Whatever I saw on the TV, I had to follow to the script on. Yeah, in my that was how you played. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like Scott, he mixed his Galoobs and Hasbro's. I never mixed those. That was blasphemous. Well, look, it would have been way worse to mix Remco's and LJN's. I mean, that's just. That's just gross. That's just wrong on so many levels. Although I do wish that we had had two Remco rings. I really wish we did because we would have definitely done the whole um, War Games match with that, even without the cage. It would have been cool to have the two rings, but we did have the two LJN, so we were able to kind of do the War Games concept. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, it was. we'd kind of pull ideas, or I would pull ideas from both shows. You know what's funny? Quick little booking thing. If we had two Remco rings, it would have been Flair. Michael P.S. Hayes, Jimmy Garvin, and who would I have thrown in as the last one? Maybe Terry Gordy. Probably Terry Gordy. And then on the good guy's side, wait, was it four or five? Uh, It was five on five. Okay, so then I would have had Buddy Roberts. Yeah, yeah. That's a good tag team right there. So on the good guy's side, I would have had the Road Warriors, obviously. I would have had... Rick Martell. Rick Martell. And the High Flyers? No, that wouldn't have worked. Probably the fabulous ones. Oh. Uh, or the long riders if you turned them face. Yeah, I would have had to turn them face. There's the long riders mentioned. God, you did it again. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, quick little booking I would have done. But that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out the prices on WrestlingToyTracker.com for LGN's Galoobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendoms, Retro's, Defining Moments, and... I think I got them all. But if you guys are in the hunts for any of those series, check out Wrestling Toy Tracker to make sure you are getting the fair carded and loose prices over there. So again, WrestlingToyTracker.com. Obviously, I'm going to start off with Breaker and Bane. want you guys to check them out. As well as Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? And Travis and Breaker do a fun show, TB Toycast where I was on this past week where we talked about the Simpsons figures, had a blast talking to them. And I have a feeling that them two will be coming on and sitting in with us here in the coming weeks. So check out their show in the meantime, TB Toycast. Also our good friends, Eric and Barry over at doing the favor had a fun show this past week talking about what went down over the weekend of exciting wrestling, whether it was SummerSlam punk coming back, Check out Doing the Favor and check out their website, doingthefavor.com. Over there, you can find the SKUs and UPCs to link that links up to BrickSeek and PopFinder. So again, doingthefavor.com. And while you're over there, check out their shows. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They have a fun retro show as well. I'm talking to Steve all the time. He insults me a lot, dude. He called me a jerk store to the, today. He's not wrong. Why do I even talk to you two? I don't know. You're the one suggesting they make an ultimate edition carry and cross with his NXT look and today's look. 
still doesn't make it okay, dude. They need to bring back Demolition and make Carrying Cross one of the members. Wow. Just saying. Wow. Just You're just saying. throwing out the insults tonight. I'm not throwing out insults. I was just saying it. Put a tag team together with him and, I don't know, someone else. Hmm. 1980s paper says so. <laughs> also, we want you guys to check out Chick Foley's show with Seth, Sheena, and Marco. And also check out their Facebook group, Chick Foley Show. Justin, thank you again for your question. We love you over here, man. Wrestling Cheers is the show he does. RJ over at Ringside Rant. Check out Rucker and Marty over at Boot to the Face. Rucker, you're awesome, man. Also, Tim had Rad Chad on this past week on pulling up a chair. Nice. Two yeah. great guys. Rad Chad talked about his carded Hasbro collection. So, again, pulling up a chair. And, Scott, you got Drunk Wrestling History. What you got? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday was all about the great Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who recently passed away. Had a little tribute show to him to put him right back in your memories. We don't want to forget about that man. He was incredible. I hope we did him honor. Because we are drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Also, check out our good friends, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to the man that I hung out with this past Saturday night, the great Jason Wolf. Check out his website, Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. He has designed a couple brand new shirts that are coming out from the Fully Posable Boys. Fluffers, influencers, hype men, whatever you want to call us. We got some new shirts coming out. Jason Wolf designed them. He does a hell of a job on all of it. Amazing artist. Go check out his page, doyledraws.com, where you can commission some artwork, get in touch with the man himself, or just check out what he's got to offer. It's got some cool-looking stuff. Doyledraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And Scott, that rounds out the show. We went a little long this this show. That's what she said. I see what you did there. <laughs> Scott, for episode 293, anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. Mattel, how dare you make that Trish? <laughs> and happy toy hunting. Hey, Scott. Hey, Jeff. Behind me, there's a fence. It's time for you to get over it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, for you the like record, it? Jeff's defending that Trish. <laughs> you like what I did there? No. Oh. No, what? you're defending that Trish. How dare you? You're on what? fire tonight. I am I am a, a different beast tonight. You're like, this episode? I'm going to piss off everyone. <laughs> Mattel, he you, likes your Trish. I, I didn't say I liked it. Well, you told me to get over it. Scott? Yes? There's a fence back there. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what you, you know what it's time for? Uh, that it's an AV conversation. I need to see my way out of it. <laughs> Make like a tree and leave. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 293. Please get yourself vaccinated. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. 
We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings